Amen, amen. Well, how are you this morning? I get a text from my son, yes. The answer is yes to that question that you just asked me. I poured some tea beforehand. So, amen. Give, the, give God glory, amen. I'm a slurper. That's why I had you do that. It's embarrassing. It's something that my wife has to survive through. I'm sorry, my dear. Um, I'm I'm pretty excited about this. I'm excited about this morning. Amen. The psalm says to praise him with loud cymbals. Amen? Amen. Amen. Loud cymbals. Let's go. And uh, man, I, I, bought a, I bought a pedal for me, a pedal for my guitar to try to make my guitar sound better. I forgot my, my guitar at home this morning, so uh, I had to play my backup, and I think my backup kind of sounds better live, but my son is playing that pedal and, and putting it to use, and uh, I, I'm thankful for growth, amen? But I have to confess my sins to you. I have to be honest with you. For the past nine years, I've been full-time here for nine years. I can't even believe it's been that long. Can you? I can't even believe it's been that long. But for nine years, I've been hired to be your worship pastor, to be your worship leader. And, and i got to be completely honest with you. Probably about 60% of the time, um, you know, I'm not living up to my full potential, you know? And, and uh, so... I don't want to get into like the, the whole thing of that, but uh, just being completely honest with you, sometimes we can get up here and, uh, man, we, we, we're learning new songs and new stuff, and we just can't wait for you to hear them. But more than that, we can't wait for you to experience the presence of God through them. Amen? Because that's what it's about. It's not about us. It's not about me forgetting my guitar or drinking my tea that's cold now. Um, it's about us becoming one, becoming in the presence of God, and, and that presence of God inhabiting you know, everything that we do to praise him, amen? He inhabits our praises, and we're gonna get there in just a second. If you have your Bible, I have four different uh, passages to look through, but if you wanna just camp in Psalm 22, I completely understand. We're gonna end with that, but Psalm 80 says this, restore us, O God, O Lord of hosts, let your face shine that we may be saved. Little backstory. I started leading worship. Uh, I started joining a worship team when I was 14, 15, 16 years old. I, Steph, I can't remember how old I was when I was playing bass for FCC, but I was up there playing with, uh, with uh, Family Christian Center, Center in Berwick, Maine, and it was a, it was a church plant at the time in, in, downtown, in downtown Berwick. Berwick. If any of you know Berwick, you know that it's not very downtown, but it's downtown enough. Summersworth is right there. And so I would get my chest of fried chicken across the bridge in Summersworth. But nevertheless, that's where the Lord had me and my family at that point in time. We were thrust, just as Pastor Gary said, grew up in a very religious background, as did I. And then for whatever reason, we started going there. And my parents knew the pastor. And we started going there, and it freaked me out. Many of you know the story. I'm not going to do the whole story this morning. Morning, but, was but I was thrust into, into a Pentecostal, Pentecostal uh, like, uh, like, like unapologetic un, un, un Pentecostal, Pentecostal movement, movement. <laughs> <laughs> where, where a lot, a lot of, it of it was crazy, crazy. And, uh, and, uh, but, we but we met God, and we met God. And, and, we saw, and we saw, I saw, I saw a lot of things, I saw a lot of the supernatural take place, take place. The, good, the good, the bad, bad and the ugly. Uh, I, I was a part, a part of, of a lot of, a lot of uh, different, different um, you know, you know prophetic, prophetic things and prophetic worship, worship movements, movements that were going on, and, and, it, was and it was good, but also with that, that I've seen a lot of flesh. I've seen a lot of man-made revivals. I've seen a lot of man trying to do it in our own strength. Amen. Amen. Can anybody else attest to that? Right. right. Uh, what we're really, really good at, religion's, religion's really, really been good at this uh, ever since you know, Christ ascended, is trying to, uh, to, to form a whole uh, religion or a whole denomination around something that happened. You know, where one time it worked great. One time it worked great, so now let's try to replicate it. Amen. And I'm guilty of this. You know, a few weeks ago, we had, we had a song that we were doing, and it just kind of spontaneously happened, and, and, and I, we just started singing in the spirit. And somebody, and somebody came up to me after and said, I really like that song. What's that song? And I said, I don't have a clue. It just kind of happened. And, and sometimes that happened. And uh, so then I went back and tried to watch the video and try to replicate that. Maybe I should write it into a song. Maybe I should do this and do this and make it. Oh. And then all of a sudden, the more and more I tried to do it in my own strength, it just wasn't working. It just didn't flow like it did. 
Amen. Amen. And so, so I have come, come this morning as your worship pastor to probably, maybe, maybe for the first, first I, I, I'm, I'm sure I have before, before but maybe, maybe for the first real time ever to speak to you about worship. worship. Amen. Amen. And to, and to worship, worship him, him, we are created for. We are created for him and by him and for him, for his glory. Amen. And I'm seeing that more and more and more the older I get. When I, when I was younger, younger involved, involved in worship ministries, I was a bass player, not nearly as good as this man over here, but I was a bass player, and I thought, man, I can't wait for them to hear this lick that I'm going to do. I'm going to do this run, and it's going to be awesome, and then the worship pastor would look over to me and give me a wink, and I knew that, all right, let's do it. I was doing it. I was doing it, all right? I was feeling it, but then there's something that happens when the Spirit of the Lord moves. He just moves. Amen. Amen. Somebody, somebody said, said um, I, think somebody I think somebody was talking, was talking to a new person, person and maybe it was Pastor Gary from the pulpit, pulpit uh, not, uh, not too long, long ago that said, you, you know, or like, or like you said this morning, morning if, you, if it's your first time here, here uh, you, you, might you might be, whoa, whoa what's, what's happening here? here? Um, or, you or you could be, could be right at home. Right Amen. Amen. But sometimes, you know, sometimes people would say, well, this isn't normal. But flowing in the Holy Spirit needs to be normal. Amen. Not even, Not even just here, here in this building. This building's, this building's nice. I love, I love, I love the, work the work that they put, they put into it. it. It's, amazing. it's amazing. I couldn't, I couldn't do this. Are you kidding me? That looks, that looks those are straight lines. lines. <laughs> My, wife My wife does the painting at our house. house. I, don't I don't do the painting at our house. Because I don't do straight lines. It looks great here. The things that we're doing aesthetically to make it look better and to feel, you know, make it look so it's not 1980s in here. It's good, but... If there's no Holy Spirit motivating us, amen, then we need to check ourselves a little bit. We need to check ourselves. Restore us, O Lord God of hosts. Let your face, everybody say your face. Let your face shine that we may be saved. I, man, I, I'll tell you what. As your worship pastor, again, I'm confessing my sins. Sometimes I've tried to make it so my face is shining. You know? I'm trying to polish everything. Polish, I'm trying to polish my, my guitar playing. I, you know, I'm doing these YouTube lessons again for the first time in probably 20 years of playing guitar. And, and, uh, and I realize how much I don't even have a clue of. But, but as we could try to polish all that. But what the Lord is trying to remind us, what David is trying to remind us right here, restore us, O oh God. O oh Lord, let your face shine that we may be saved. Amen. I, God, nowhere in the scripture tells us to make man-made revival. Even though we try, we try so hard, we are not into man-made revival. And I think that we miss God sometimes because we're too busy trying to make our face shine or trying to make our building shine. And, and, and God isn't interested in even putting Kool-Aid into wineskins. But listen to this. New wine into new wineskins. And, and I had a revelation that I was reading that one time, and, and I went to go pick up my, uh, my uncle and um, you know, Uncle Bill, and, and I think it was Bill and Hannah at the time, and we were talking to him, and, and he had a word for me coming back from Boston as I picked him up. I didn't expect for him to have a word for me, but he had a word for me, and I, and I even joked around with him. I said, have you been talking to my wife? And he laughed and said, no. I'm like, I'm serious. Have you been talking to my wife? And he said, no. I'm serious. And, and, but the word that he had for me was right on. And what I had been trying to do for so long is to try to put old wine, or I'm sorry, new wine into old wineskins. But the Bible clearly says if you do that, the wineskins will burst. And then it will be ruined. It will fall to the ground and it will be ruined. The Lord right now in 2021, amen, is doing something new because he's always working, is he not? He always is. Amen. I'm thankful for that. Amen. Even when I'm sleeping, he's always working. Even when I don't feel it, he's always working. Even when I don't want him to, he's always working. Even when I want to hide from him, he's always working. That's what he does. Amen. And so we can try to replicate. We can try to do it in our own strength. And religions and denominations have been really good at that for such a long time. But... If we are in new Christ, I, I, I'm sorry, if we are in Christ, everybody say, are in Christ. Are you in Christ this morning? Then you are a new creation. Amen, a new creation. Now, 
Let's think about that for a second because there's a lot of power in that one verse. We could read it in context and we could go through and dissect everything that Paul is talking to his, uh, his letter in Corinthians to, to, to his friends here. But let's take a look at this. If we are in Christ, then we are a new creation. No excuses. The old must be passed away. The old must be passed away. See, I went to an elders meeting a couple weeks ago, and I, I had an or expectation, great expectations. Uh, I, I had gone running with my, uh, my cousin, and my cousin Josh, as many of you know, you saw him up here just a couple weeks ago. Um, he's a lot better shape than I am. He says he's not, but he is. And so he joked around and said, who's running tomorrow morning? And me, like an idiot, said, me. I'm running with you. I texted him. I'm like, let's do it. We're going to go down this route, and it's going to be awesome. We're going to like meet God the entire way. It's going to be so great. And, and I started running with him and started moving and, and huffing and puffing with him. And, and uh, f- first of all, I just kind of poured out my heart to him. You know, he didn't get a chance to talk, but I'm like, Josh, this is what's going on in my life. Don't talk. Here's what's going on. But as we were going on, we did this five-mile route. And uh, five miles, again, that's not a big deal. I used to be in really good shape where I could do that sleeping. But I'm not like that anymore. I've got the dad bod going on. I'm sorry, not dad bod, it's father figure. Um, But I've got it kind of going on. I'm kind of proud of it too. Um, I'm a little bit squishy. My dog likes to sit on my lap now, I think, because I'm a little bit more squishy. But that's fine. I'm like a pillow. But as I was running along with him, you know, also too, have any of you run lately? You know, if you're in my shape, everything jiggles. I just... My, my old pastor used to say, I used to bounce a quarter off my abs. I'm like, I don't even know what that means. But it's probably lost in there somewhere. But we're moving, we're, we're, jo- we're uh, just jogging along and everything. And then the, the darndest pain came over my right knee. And I thought, man, this isn't good. I mean, like, I haven't been exercising, and so I'm just being honest with you, you know? Because many of you know that I was a competitive cyclist. And, and man, I... I I trained 10 hours a week on that bike, in that bike saddle, that, that's as hard as this, right? And, and going over mountains and, and, uh, and taking and breaking records, breaking national records in the White Mountains because I had to do it. And it was such a part of my identity. And, and so the Lord set me free of that because I was miserable. <laughs> I have a silver medal uh, somewhere in my office, in my treasure chest in there, that I won in Jamestown, Rhode Island, on uh, the Jamestown, Rhode Island uh, state race. And, and uh, so I was really proud of that silver medal. And it was in a race that really I wasn't supposed to win at all. It's a really flat race. I'm the mountain guy. And so my job for that race was just to kind of pull for my teammates. My teammates were in a different age bracket because they were a little bit older than me. So I'm just kind of minding my own business. We crossed the finish line. I found out, hey, silver. All right, let's go. And and I took pride in that. And so many of you know that, but it's been a long time, right? And I'm just being completely honest with you. I've been really out of shape. And so I go running with Josh thinking like, this is the beginning of a new dawn. Here we go. I'm going to get in shape. I'm watching those Avengers movies. I'm looking at Chris Evans and that is me. I'm Captain America right here. Let's go. I'm going to do his workout. I tried it one day and almost cussed out God. But I, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm joking about that. I wouldn't ever do that. But I'm running with him, and I feel this crazy amount of pain come over. And I'm trying to ignore it. You know, the mind over matter thing. You, you've been there. You, you've said that to yourself. And, and you could even say, not today, Satan, and you're running along. And, and then I get back to my house, and I sit down thinking I'm just going to have my my cup of coffee and sit here with my wife and, and joke around about how Josh just completely destroyed me. And, but the pain wasn't going away, and it wasn't going away. And it was nagging me and nagging me and nagging me to the point where I was walking around with a limp. I'm like, I don't want to walk around with a limp. You know, my sons are asking me. I think my son, uh, Cam, who's recently into hiking, he asked, do you want to go hiking with me? And I, I said, I can't. Daddy can't go. I'm, I'm, I'm in pain right now. And so the elders meeting came up, and I'm like, you know what? I've got faith for it. You know, the Lord is, 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 is going to do something in my knee. I have faith for it. So I got into the elders meeting, and usually we started up with some prayer, and I said to the guys, I'm like, would you guys pray for me? And my knee is, is, is toast. I made the mistake of trying to get in shape. And um, 
my knee is toast. And then they prayed. Prayed the first time, nothing happened, but I felt the Lord, the Lord was like not done with it. And even before, I think it was Dave or, or Dad or, or Matt said, pray again, I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew. The Spirit was saying, go again, go again. And, and then they prayed again, and then suddenly, I'm getting goosebumps now just thinking about it. it suddenly, this whole f- sensation came over my body. I was tingling from my toes up to my arm. My whole right side of my body was just filled with these tingles. That's the only other word I can use to explain it. I'm sorry, it's not very manly. I know, guys, tingles. <laughs> but it was healed. It was healed at that moment. And then the next day, I even woke up and I told my wife, I'm like, man, I feel it all over my body now. <laughs> Amen? So I say that not to, not to say like, ha-ha, look at me. I say that because we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. This morning, some stuff has happened to you and, and will perpetually continue to happen, and I believe it. There's certain people, and I won't call you out, but there's certain people, man, I'm getting the chills right now. There's certain people that I saw in this, uh, the, the other day, I was up here worshiping. I was closing my eyes. I knew exactly where you were sitting because the Spirit was saying there's something for them. There's something for them, and it's greater and, and, and even bigger than you can imagine, not because of how great the worship was, not because of how great that new chord that I was doing was, or you know, the drums, man, thank God for the drums. Man, we got drums. And, and, and not because you know, my son's up here, and man, I'm so proud, and, and he's up there using my pedal and sounding way better than I could, and, and uh, all of that is good, but because of how great he is. That finished work on the cross is for me, it's for you, it's for every single person outside of these walls right now. And I think that we need to get this, and we need to etch this, tattoo it in the heart of our soul, that, that we need to know that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Man, if something happened to you, say it. Spread it like wildfire. Tell it to people that, man, they don't even believe. I got friends that they, they don't even believe. They believe in the spiritual, but they won't say it, that they, they just don't believe in God. And I'm saying, well, I'm sorry that you don't believe, but this happened to me. There's no other way. Well, that's a scientific anomaly, and, this is, and that's a health anomaly, and, and all this stuff. And, and, and you know, your brain has the capacity to do this. And yeah, it does, because that's how he created me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen? But listen, he doesn't just do it again. Because he does. He's so faithful to do it again. He's so faithful. And and the reason why I want to come up here and and testify this is so that he'll do it again in my life. Because we overcome by the word of our testimony. The blood of the lamb has already been poured out for all men. All mankind. Every every man, woman, child upon the face of the earth and, and that has ever walked the face of the earth. The blood of the lamb has been poured out. So, So, amen, that's nothing that I could do. And then he's already done it. So therefore, what's waiting? The word of my testimony. This is what the Lord has done. Amen. We used to sing in my old Pentecostal church, look what the Lord has done. Amen. I, you know, we get the clapping going. You know, you always get the white people that can't clap on time. And that's fine. We'll work on that. But, um, but listen, look what the Lord has done. He's healed me. He set me free. My dad can attest, my sister can attest, my mom's downstairs somewhere. He's a little bit different from when he was growing up. He's a little bit less ornery. He doesn't yell at me as much. He doesn't get arrested as much. (laughs) Amen? Listen, when we come into a place of worship, here is our chance to be 100% authentic. And listen, this is great. I love worshiping with all of you. And I can't wait until every single seat is filled. Again, not for our glory, but can you imagine the sound that will go to the heavens? One of my favorite things, and, and, and Brother Dan over here, he's new, so this is what I'm telling him. My favorite thing about leading worship is when, it, when I become invisible and this room 
it just cultivates the, the, the presence of God because we become the worship leaders. Amen. And we just all start worshiping together. Amen. And, and so when we come into that authentic place, this is nice. But what Jesus said to the woman at the well, I'm going I'm to put it up there real quick. John 4, 14, it says, whoever drinks from the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him uh, become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. I'm going to skip to verse 23 here, okay? Keep that, that water becoming eternal life, the spring. I, I, I've got a, how does it go? I've got a river of life flowing out of me. There, there we go, right? But listen, the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Everybody say, in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship him. He's not seeking those ones that, man, we've got to get a fog machine in here. We've got to get a fog machine. We need, Pastor Chris, can we get a strobe? I need a strobe light. I need a strobe light, and I think I have leather pants somewhere. But when we make it about us, I really don't, by the way. I, I'm not that guy. But when we make it about us, man, we're missing it. And now, more than ever, the Spirit of the Lord over all the earth and all the nations, as we just heard the testimony of what, what, worship, team is, what worship teams are doing all over the nations, there's people uh, doing worship movements right in the street. There's people, uh, but listen, you don't have to be a savant on the guitar. You don't have to be the next Josh Groban. You don't have to be anything that you think that you need to be. You just need to be 100% authentic when you come in to the Spirit of God. Because just as he told the woman at the well, it's neither this mountain, I love this mountain, this is my favorite mountain, by the way, or that mountain, or this one, or that one, or in South Portland, or in Scarborough, or in Redding, California, or in Dallas, Texas, or in Biddeford, Maine. Where's the temple of the Holy Spirit? Amen. So think about this. Get this. Just put your, wrap your minds around this. When each one of us because I understand, because I, I don't come in all prayed up and holy and, and, and you know, you see the Shekinah glory just like rolling off of me Sunday mornings as I come in. Aiden and I rolled in together this morning just like prophesying and praising God and, and everything was good and we're speaking in tongues and, and man, we're just doing cartwheels all the way down the aisle. It didn't happen like that. In fact, I got to, I got to um, Lowe's and I said, oh no. And then fear washed over. I forgot my guitar. And then Aiden just looked at me like, you dummy. <laughs> this is a true story. But there was a little bit of lamenting going on there. Now that is super, it's silly, but, but some of us have some, some other lamenting going on in our lives. And But when the presence of the Lord enters the room, you know, all of a sudden it became like a mirror to the woman at the well. We should begin to see ourselves in how God sees us. You know, I, I had this typed up. I was going to have you repeat it after me, and I thought, no, nah, that's kind of weird. Um, but listen, the Lord spoke to me. I was driving my car the other day. I had to pull over. I actually wrote this down on the back of my Gorham savings receipt. Um, but I felt like the Lord speak to me because this is something, uh, many of you know who, my favorite verse in the Bible. It's not John 3.16. I think that's great. It, it's not all these super powerful, like, you know, this is sending out the power and just the, but my favorite verse is, is Ephesians 2.10, uh, 2, for I am perfect and complete. I'm sorry, that's not the verse. Um, but I am his own workmanship created in Christ Jesus, predestined for good works. That's my favorite verse in the Bible because for such a long time, I would try to get away from worship services. I didn't want to be involved in them because I thought, one, A, I'm not good enough. I can't be in there. I'm not super spiritual like all these other people that are 
in here worshiping God. I didn't even see how it was logically good or right for me to raise my hands if I felt like this. And so therefore, I would hold myself back from different worship movements. I would even be in worship sometimes, playing instruments, feeling like I can't go, I can't press in, because if they only knew the week that I had, they wouldn't even be here. Amen? And, and, but, but something happens when the presence of the Lord breaks through and breaks through all of that and then takes our lamentations. But listen to this. I wrote this down because, and I feel like somebody here needs this. I am perfect and complete, lacking nothing in Christ Jesus. Amen? That's a Bible verse. That's in the Bible. This is all in the Bible, by the way. But the Lord was speaking to me in real time. I will love myself that I can be released to love others and serve others. Amen? I will not reject or judge myself based on a faulty picture of per perfection because I am God's own masterpiece created to reflect his glory in whatever I do. The peace of God which surpasses my understanding. Therefore, I will not judge others or, and I will have extreme sympathy for those who are suffering in their own faulty views of perfection. God has called me for such a time as this to be a blessing to the earth and to all humanity. And the Lord was speaking to me at that time and I pulled over and I just had to write it down. Because, listen, we can have a really faulty view of what we think God wants. Where he needs us completely perfect and complete, lacking nothing. But, but, then, but then something happens. And we feel out of the, the mark a little bit. And just the week happens. And you could say to yourself, I don't feel perfect and complete. I feel like a human even though I know in my spirit that I am first spirit being, having a human, human experience. I am first a spirit being. Each one of you here, it's not like some of you are sitting there like, whoa, I knew there was something a little odd by, but you are each, we are each first spirit beings. And we have that. I don't feel perfect and complete. Well, then one would argue that maybe we aren't in Christ Jesus. Maybe I'm not in Christ Jesus. Just like the rich young ruler, what must I do? Jesus said, well, do this, this, and this. Follow the, follow the law. And he said, I've followed that law to a T. I've done all that. And then Jesus said, there's this one thing that you're lacking. Now, we all know the thing that, that he was lacking, but the thing that he was truly lacking was complete surrender. Amen. Complete surrender. When we are in complete surrender, there's no room for flesh. There's no room for saying, God, I want it my way, because that's not surrender. I used to, uh, my worship leader uh, back in the day um, would just have these sudden bursts of, and the, I'm going to say this to the worship team, the worship team's going to be like, yeah, that's what you do, but... I was with a different worship. I've been with many different worship leaders. Many of you know, just a, like a few months ago, Adam Joel was here. You know, we grew up together. We've led worship together, played in different bands together. Um, you know, we were like brothers. And, um, but we had other worship leaders, and, and, and one of them would just spontaneously just change keys and everything without even telling us, and we'd have to follow along. So at least I don't do that, guys. I, at least, I don't change keys but, uh, yet. Um, but, and, and we would just kind of follow along, and, and I used to pray. I used to pray in my carnal nature that he wouldn't do it. I, I used to pray, Lord, just can you, I just... I just need to take it easy this Sunday morning. And we did a couple services at the time, and, and uh, I just, I just kind of, I just want it easy. I just, I, can we just do three songs? We'll do verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, and be done with it. I used to pray that because my carnal, fleshy nature was just not ready for it. Some of you, some of you might even be a little angry with me right now, like, ah, that's how I feel. That's how I want you to do. You know, that's what, I just want you to go through the motions. But listen, because I understand that we're not all coming in here, you know, uh, you, you know doing our, our, our best. And sometimes we come in here and, and we've lamented. And, and, uh, but listen, if we're worshiping in spirit, and in truth, there is no room for flesh. Jesus didn't say worship in spirit and in flesh. Worship in flesh. 
But I mean, we see from the prophet, they worship me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. The Lord is calling for us now more than ever. And and, and if the day is tomorrow, it's now more than ever. And if it's five years in the future, it's now more than ever. He is looking for worshipers that will worship in spirit and in truth, not to honor him with with their lips, but their heart be way in in the other realm. He, He is looking for worshipers in spirit and in truth. And listen, Jesus didn't call us to worship out of a fleshly or carnal nature, but we worship in spirit and even, even through our lamentations. I was going through something, actually quite, I'll, I'll be quite honest with you. I, I, I got a little bit of, uh, I got off yesterday. I'm, man, I'm gonna put this, this isn't in my notes. I was having a rough day yesterday. I got some news that I didn't want to have. And so I kind of held God accountable for my lousiness. You ever done that? It's just me. Right? And, and, and I was thinking, well, God, come on. I mean, I, I've earned this. I, I mean, it was a songwriting thing. So I'm, I can write songs better than what's happening here. And the Lord showed me as I'm like laying in bed, I'm like, I spent all day, and my wife's like, yeah, you did. You spent all day in a miserable mood and attitude, and <clears throat> I'm sorry. Um, but, <laughs> but, but the Lord started to show me, man, and I knew what I was preaching on. I knew like earlier in the week, I knew what I was going to say when we make it about us. Man, it's like the Lord, it's like the air goes out of the balloon faster than we can even say. But listen, we need to worship through our lamentations. We need to worship through those points where you're like, I, I, I don't even know what to do. Worship through it. I sang a song for my brother-in-law and my new sister-in-law's wedding. Um, I'm going to wait on you. And man, that song for, they didn't even know when when, uh, Ben asked me to sing that for his wedding. They didn't even know. That song has been my song. My wife showed that song to me like months ago. And and, uh, I would listen to that song and just like bawl my eyes out because it's, I need to wait on you, but I'm going to worship you while I'm waiting. See, we often get to this uh, motion where I'm, I'm going to wait, and in my waiting, I'm just going to sit here. But instead, waiting is actually an active word. As many, Pastor Gary speaks this so well all the time. If you're waiting, if I'm a waiter, if I'm waiting on you, I am constantly waiting on you. And, and what that means is I'm going to wait on the Lord. I'm going to wait on you, O oh Lord. I'm not just going to be passive But instead, I'm going to do your work and I'm going to worship you while everything seems upside down. While I don't yet see the provision, but I'm going to claim it. And I'm not talking like, this isn't no name it and claim it like prosper gospel. I'm talking like this is the spirit of the Lord. Amen? This is like he said, this is the promises of the Lord. And he said to speak these promises into existence and do this through worship. Man, I've already been like two minutes longer than I wanted to be. But listen, Spurgeon said it like this. I've learned to kiss the waves that throw me against the rock of ages. Wow. Listen to that again. I've learned to kiss the waves that throw me against the rocks of ages. The rock of ages. David understood this. That's why we see this ever perpetuating, moving theme throughout the the Psalms. God, I am nothing without your presence. I am nothing without your presence. Please don't leave me. I I I love it because he gets really, I'm paraphrasing this, you all know the scripture, but don't take your Holy Spirit from me, create in me a clean heart. What is that? Create in me a new heart. What is that? That's revival. Restore unto us the joy of our salvation. Amen. You know what that means to me? Especially in, in my job, and I hate to even say a job. You know, I'm literally living the dream. It dawned on me the other day because I'm hired to be your worship pastor and an assistant pastor. And uh, it dawned on me the other day. I was thinking about it. I would give myself the hardest time and be like, man, Someday I'll just, I'll be, you know, doing music for a living. 
And then it dawned on me, wow, I get to play music, not just music for people. I, I, get, to, I get to lead worship. I, I, I get to sing these beautiful songs. That I, and, and trust me, I want to sing, and I want to write the songs of heaven. I don't want to just write songs to try to get people, you, you know, because Pastor Gary, I'm sure that he could, uh, he could confess to this. Listen, we kind of know the things to say to get you going, Right? It's sometimes, you know, it could be, I know the right songs to do, but if it's in flesh, man, whew, man, I need to confess right now, if it's in flesh, it's, it's got to be motivated by the Holy Spirit. Listen, in everything that we do, in everything that we do, and, and now, listen, I know that many of you here are not worship pastors, you're not, you know, full-time ministry, but listen, in every experience, in every place that we go, we have this great opportunity um, to bring the presence of God into that situation. You know, in worship, I, I don't want to embarrass you, but man, Kirby, I, I felt like the Lord's doing something in you. And, and during worship, I looked and man, the Lord's going to take you in your job. And, and even if, I don't even know what that, I don't even know what you do for a living, but I felt that in you. And so many of uh, others of you, man, Man, I'm sorry, I just had to say that, amen? Because I, I, I feel it, and like a fire in my bones, I just had to say it. But listen, take it into your job. Take the presence, the presence of God doesn't need to stop when, you, when you're in your car on your, way to your, on, on your way to your work, or on the way to your job, amen? The way to your work, I, I'm, I'm sounding like my eight-year-old, okay? We have been hanging out a lot. But listen, it doesn't need to stop here even, and we're going to close this in just a few minutes with just a worship song. Because I can't speak on worship and not close it in worship. I also can't make it about me. Because I want the presence of God in everything that I do. Man, I want the presence of God in my parenting, in my marriage. I want the presence of God when I go into Walmart and I'm frustrated because I can't find socks. <laughs> but I want the presence of God to say, you know what? I didn't bring you in here for socks. Why don't you pray for that person? You know, I brought you in here of my own account. That's why you couldn't find socks. That's a true story. I couldn't find any. But listen, the Lord has his agenda. Man, so many times we like to just, God, I can't, I can't do this. I'm just trying to look for socks. I'm just trying to do grocery shopping for my children. It's school shopping right now, right? And we can get in that mode, and, and we can misinterpret everything the worship space uh, experiences based on how they manifest in the flesh. And we can say, oh, that looked good when that happened that one time. And so I'm going to do that every time. And then the Spirit would kind of leave us, and we're wondering, why are the heavens brass right now? It's because we haven't completely surrendered. And we need to live in that life of complete surrender. Man, I came in the other week. I'm going to move, I'm going to move right along here. We came in uh, the other week for worship. And I think I was the only uh, worship team member here um, and then Miss Brenda, you were in the room and you said, the word for today is surrender. And I thought, yes it is. Because that's what the Lord was speaking to me. And then in the mouth of two or three witnesses. And, and then over my heart and where I've been for the past couple weeks is the Lord saying, stop trying to do this in your own strength. I'm here. Let me help you. Let me walk with you. Let me wrap my arms around you. Let me remind you that it's all going to be okay. Stop listening to CNN. Stop listening to Fox News. Stop listening to, what's the new one, Newsmax? Stop. And just listen to the word of God saying it's going to be okay. If you read the end of the book, we win. The people of God win. Amen? So there's no sickness. There's no disease. There's not even an enemy that can... Try to take me. I mean, he'll try, but amen. But the Lord with us, 
Amen. Christ in us, the hope of glory. We sang about it this morning. Listen, I, I've got friends that say, why worship, why worship God when he doesn't seem to exist? Or have you ever been into a place where it, it really doesn't seem like he's there? But listen, I, I don't mean to get all science-y on you for a minute, but I have these friends that, that really like to pull different scientific fact. And then at the, even some points, I, I can take a look at some science facts and be like, well, that's a little overwhelming. And, and then you fall out of it, Right? You start thinking about what the doctors said. Well, maybe, you know, the doctors are kind of the smartest human beings on the face of the earth. Maybe they are right. And listen, I have nothing against doctors or nurses. If you're a doctor or a nurse, God bless you. You are doing the work of Jesus when you heal people. Amen? Continue to do that. Continue to be Jesus to people people who need it. Amen? But listen, I know for a fact that his word is better than that of the doctors. Amen? Man, I've seen people beat cancer. Amen? I've seen people, I've been a part of the miraculous. My knee doesn't hurt anymore. I'm not gonna run right now, but it doesn't hurt. Amen? And so what I have to say about that is what about the theory of general relativity? Or listen to this. What about uh, causality? Because even in Einstein's calculations, listen to this, his research found that the universe is not eternal, that causality says that everything that is created must have a purpose. Okay? Now let's go on. This is Einstein here. Okay? And and causality says, okay, uh, therefore, if the universe had a beginning, and it had a cause. If you have a beginning, you have a cause. Now let's talk about the alleged Big Bang, okay? Okay, bear with me, okay? Prior to this event, allegedly, there was no space, time, or matter from this event, okay? Now think about it. That's scientifically what they say. Now, from this event, all that we know or see has come into existence from nothingness. Therefore, it would be impossible for the universe to create itself out of itself because it didn't exist in order to create itself. Track, bear with me. Some of you will have to watch this again after and be like, I think he was literally going crazy. But nature and the universe itself was an effect that was caused by something extremely powerful, intelligent, precise, and personal that is capable of existing outside of time, space, and matter. And that can't be anything other than God. But listen. Oh, I should have done it. Even if all the elements in the Big Bang Theory, even all of them line up with biblical creation, because when God speaks, something happens. Science doesn't create anything. God speaks, and science has to catch up with it. Amen? Now, science is the very act of study and creation. Okay? Even the law of conservation of mass tells us that matter can neither be created or destroyed, but only transferred. Therefore, matter needed to be transferred from something that already existed. Science alone disproves that the universe is eternal and points to something that is eternal. Amen? This is God. And this is why we worship, because God alone, God alone is the, is the reason that all of this is here. So if God has all of that in mind, if, if God had all of that planned out, that means he hears your lamentations. He hears your cries. He hears you say, well, God, how long? How long must I? Let's go to Psalm 20, Psalm 22. Oh, my head. I didn't even put Psalm 22 in here. (laughs) Here we go. This is how quick. I'm still going to get there before some of you. There we go. I had it in my paper Bible, and I don't. Listen to, I'm going to read through this quickly, but listen to this language here. 
This is the, I'm reading the ESV. Some of you know this. Very, you're very familiar with this through the King James. Um, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me from the words of my groaning? Oh, my God, I cry by day, and you do not answer, and by night I find no rest. Amen. God bless you. Have a good day, everybody. No. <laughs> it doesn't stop there. I mean, this is David. He says, verse 3, you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. The King James says, you inhabit the praises. Amen? So, in you, our fathers trusted. They trusted, and you delivered them. To you, they cried out and were rescued. In you, they were trusted and were not put to shame. Amen? But I am a worm and not a man. Ooh, he gets back into it. It gets really dark again. Come on, David. Scorned by mankind and despised by the people. Can you see? This is where the lights would kind of dim down. And, and, uh, and all who see me mock me. They make mouths at me and they wag their heads. He trusts the Lord. Let him deliver him. Let him rescue him for he delights in him. Yet you are he who took me from the womb and you made me trust you at my mother's breast, and on you I cast from my birth, and from my mother's womb you have been my God. Amen? Amen. Amen. But listen, he's not done. Be not far from me, for trouble is near, for there is none to help. Many bulls encompass me, strong bulls of bastion surround me. They open wide their mouths at me like ravening and, and roaring lion. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It's melted within my breast. My strength is dried up like the poster, and my tongue sticks to my jaws, and you lay me in the dust of death. This is what it's like running with Josh, by the way. For dogs encompass me, a company of evildoers encircles me. They have pierced my hands and feet. I can count all my bones, and they stare and glow over me. They divide my garments among them. For my clothing they cast lots. What is he doing here? He's prophesying what's to come and what's to happen later on. But you, O Lord, do not be far off. O you, my help, come quickly to my aid. Deliver my soul from the sword, my precious life from the power of the dog. Save me. Uh, save me from the mouth of the lion. You have rescued. Everybody say, you have rescued. You have rescued me from the horns of wild oxen, and I will tell your name to my brothers. In the midst of the congregation, I will praise you. You who fear the Lord, praise him, and you offspring of Jacob, glorify him, and stand in the awe of him, all you offspring of Israel. What is he doing right here? He's saying that the word of your testimony will help you overcome, but not, and not even to repeat what God did, but to multiply, because God is a multiplier. Amen? He doesn't just say, all right, I'm going to do it again because you're doing the right thing. There is a, there's no formula, right? We all say we hate math until we're looking for a formula, right? And we buy the books. Here are the 10 points to have a healthy marriage, right? You see those books? How many of you own them, right? Here, here's the, the five secrets of success through business. Ooh, the seven secrets. Oh, two more. Fifteen. <laughs> And, and we, we draw into those like a moth to the flame. We've got to know what the secrets are. We've got to know what the formula is. And the whole time the Lord says, there's no formula. My, my love, my love and my, my favor is unconditional. That means even when you don't deserve it, my love is for you. My favor is for you. So therefore, we need to stop trying to do it in our own strength and just Surrender. Amen, just surrender. And then David said, he, he's, he, he's testifying right here, in the midst of the congregation, I will praise you. You know what I want to do? And I've shared this with the pastor and the elders. Man, if you've got a testimony, let's, let's film it. Let's, let's get it on the camera. Let's film it. We've, we've now got like this TV in the, in the lobby way. We can have that testimony going all the time. We can put your testimony on social media. Some of you are like, whoa, never mind. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to, I don't want to, you know, and we'll respect that. But listen, let's get your testimony out there. 
Amen? Because you overcome by the word of your testimony. And then God is so faithful that he inhabits our praises and he multiplies. Sometimes and even times when we didn't even expect him. Amen? Amen. He is good. He is good. Verse 25, from you comes my praise in the great congregation. My vows I will perform before those who fear him. The afflicted shall eat and be satisfied. I love that. I, I, was, I had this verse in my devotions the other day. It was just this verse. It said, the afflicted shall eat and be satisfied. It, it's more than just the bare minimum with God. Because we can get that in our mind and be like, well, I've got to, when, I, when I give my life over to Jesus, I've got to be ready to, to suffer as Jesus did and to identify with his suffering. Amen? I mean, that's what the Bible says. But listen, don't stay there. Jesus didn't stay there. Brother, when he was baptized this morning, we don't keep him under. <laughs> Rise up. Amen? <laughs> Rise up. Man, when I was baptized, I was bawling my eyes out. Man, I, didn't, I promised I wasn't going to be this long. Actually, could the worship team come? Maybe that will help me to... Amen, I'm even going to put my pick in my hands here. Verse 27, and all the ends of the earth shall remember and then turn to the Lord. And the families of the nations shall worship before you. For kingship belongs to the Lord and he rules over all the nations. I had to put that all in there. All the prosperous of the earth eat and worship. Before him shall bow down, bow in all who go down to the dust. And even the ones who could not keep himself alive. But listen, I, I want to look at verse 31 here. They shall come and proclaim his righteousness to a people yet unborn that he has done it. Man. Listen to that again, just one more time. They shall come and proclaim his righteousness. Who? Us. We proclaim his righteousness to people, even, even the people unborn, to generation and generation. Because listen to me. When you proclaim his righteousness, when you proclaim, when you, when you just surrender and lose yourself in, in, in any aspect of what you do, in any aspect of where you are, amen, then that teaches a younger generation, and that teaches a younger generation, and that teaches a younger generation. Man, I started to become overwhelmed. I was, I was leading up here uh, a few weeks ago when we had like the, the little boys over here get uh, baptized, and I just started to weep from, I couldn't even sing, and I just started to weep. Weep, because this is a younger generation feeding into younger generations that will feed into younger generations. Listen to me. The word of God will not return, sorry, will not return to him void. I got a little New Yorker there, okay? But listen, the word of God will not return to him void, amen, but will go on and speak life into other generations, amen? Do you believe it? So worship Come in and your authentic self of who you are, which is, is, listen to me, you are enough. Some of you don't know that. You are enough. Who you are right now is who God has created you to be. You are his own workmanship, created in Christ Jesus. Maybe you need to clean up the edges. I know I do. But listen, you are who God has created you to be. And he loves you. Amen. He is for you. He's not against you. Amen. Can we stand? We're going to close in worship.